Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Mark Well. Uh, co-founder of sbiomedic.com. Mark, how you doing? Uh, very good, thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, just I always start out with the basics. As I always say, tell us about uh, sbiomedic. What do you guys do there? Yeah, basically, sbiomedic. So we are trying to leverage the skin microbiome uh, for therapeutic purposes. Um, and, yeah, basically, we got started more or less in 2014, and, and, yeah, and here we are. Skin microbiome. What... Um, I know that people have a gut microbiome, and uh, I didn't know they had a skin one. I thought maybe just in their mouth or at their anus or places like that. Like, wh- where is the skin microbiome located? All over your skin or certain spots? Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, uh, actually, is a, a quite interesting uh, part of the of our microbiome. So basically, uh, we have quite a lot of bacteria in our skin, and actually, it's quite variable. So we have different types of skin microbiome. We have the one that is on the surface, but also we have another part of the skin microbiome, which is inside of the hair follicles, uh, which is the, 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 the area that we are specifically focusing on. And actually, it's a bit different from the gut microbiome. Gut microbiome is very complex. There is a lot of different bacteria, but in the skin is a bit simpler. So we have less less types of bacteria, uh, but they still playing very important roles. What part of the skin microbiome are you focusing on? Yeah, in our case, uh, yeah, in our case, we are focusing on the on the bacteria that live in the in the hair follicle. Um, specifically, in our case, uh, we are very interested in acne, and uh, our probiotic solutions uh, basically try to balance back uh, the the skin microbiome of these hair follicles uh, to basically bring it back to the to the healthy the healthy state. The uh, conditions people have in regards to hair. That the microbiome affects does it affect baldness or going gray or you know what does it do? Well, um, in this case, um, the our our indication is mostly based on on acne. So the acne uh, basically, um, uh, well, we we all know uh, a little bit how it looks like acne, but basically is an obstruction of this follicle and. And there are different, and, and, and some parts, uh, and in some instances, this, this acne is uh, highly associated with uh, some some bacteria that could trigger uh, uh, inflammation. In this case, one of our uh, skin microbes, which is uh, Propionylobacterium agnes, so the name doesn't <laughs> uh, uh, doesn't lie. Um, and yeah, and basically, we are trying to make probiotic solutions that help in rebalancing this uh, um, dysbiotic state and bring it back to the to the normal healthy state. So, would it be like a shampoo that people would put in, or you know, what what part of the hair does it need to get to? Does it need to go to scalp into the roots? Or? No, no, no. Actually, actually, yeah, maybe it's a bit misleading the terminology I've been using. We have this type of uh, basically follicles. Uh, this this uh, in in especially in our in our in our face, in our back, and and in our in our chest. So it's not so much about the the hair. Um, is, is, is more on these other parts where we usually have the, typo, the typical eruptions from the from the acne. Oh, okay. So it's more where, where acne happens. I gotcha. Exactly. So where acne the, happens uh, normally in the face, in the yeah, I'm, I'm sure in the face. You know, exactly. A lot of a lot of people exactly. wear makeup 
um, which who knows exactly. what it does to the microbiome. Um, yeah. so what is your product targeting? Is it targeting people with acne, teenagers? Is it more men and women? You know, what are some of the things that you're going after? Yeah, exactly. So uh, right now we are really focused on the more classical acne, which is the acne vulgaris, especially uh, the typical one from teenagers. Actually, most of teenagers at some point in their life, they, they usually have these episodes. Uh, and unfortunately, right now, the therapies are not very good, despite being such a, a, a widespread uh, the disease or condition. Um, really, the, the, the only efficacious drug, which is the, the isoretinoids, they are really harmful. They have uh, very strong side effects, and they are only used in, in very severe cases of acne. So uh, normally, the, the standard treatments are not really very effective, which are based either in, in cleaning the skin, so in, in uh, basically um, products that help clean the skin, or uh, antibiotics. And, and definitely, antibiotics are also not something very desirable to use. You say antibiotics are using like a topical cream, or they're using an ingested pill that affects your entire body. Actually, it depends uh, both. Uh, it's more frequent, the, the topical solution. Uh, but, but of course, this is not a specific therapy. This will kill the, the good and the bad. Um, and, and, of course, this creates antibiotic resistance. So uh, it's not, not efficacious. Uh, it's not safe. Um, so that's no need to look for other, other solutions. Where, does the, um, where do microbes hang out on people's skin? Is it only in pores or is it in hair follicles or just sitting on the surface of the skin? Like literally, where where is the bacteria hang out at? Yeah, especially these bacteria that have been associated with acne. Uh, so they, they live in these follicles, so deep inside. Actually, curiously, despite living in the skin, they are anaerobes, so they don't like oxygen. So this is how to illustrate how they how deep they they live um and basically in the in the case of, of acne uh this this basically gets gets clogged uh this this follicle gets clogged and then is when it causes this eruption this, this pain irritation and and, and basically the, the, the typical aspect that, that we see and we associate with acne so all right so how does your product act versus uh traditional products what does it do does it encourage the growth of certain microbes or change the mixture or you know what is it yeah in our case we are trying to create a displacement so all our solutions are only based in natural bacteria that we have carefully selected included them in the formulation and then we use this basically this uh this solution with uh with uh bacteria that we are that we know that they are associated with uh, with good prognosis to especially uh, uh basically displays the population towards this, this healthy state. Okay. Um, so how long is your protocol? And again, what does it look like? Is it a, is it a cream you put on? Or you know, what, what kind of results have you seen? Have you done trials where you have people with acne and after X number of weeks it went away or just diminished? You know, what have you seen specifically? Yeah, so we are relatively in early stage. We have done uh, different uh, uh, pilots, different clinical pilots uh, for both uh, safety and, and also for, for efficacy. The efficacy, we don't have the results yet. Um, and then we're also exploring different ways to deploy the product. So the, basically, we can deploy the product using a solution, basically something that looks like a tonic, a liquid. Um, but also we are exploring, of course, other solutions, the skin, the gels, or, 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 or liquid, liquid solutions. Uh, but yeah, but, but probably this will, will have to still do a little bit of development uh, before uh, finalizing the, the, the exact uh, final look of the product. 
what's your path right now? You must be doing testing maybe on, uh, you know, animals. Uh, what stage are you at and how long will it take you to get to human trials? How long is this whole process well, going to take? Uh, yeah, in this case, we didn't do any animal work. So we have jumped directly from the in vitro and, let's say, microbiology work to the human. So we have done different clinical phases. So first uh, with uh, healthy volunteers and then with uh, with uh, with patients. So so yeah. So we uh, we know that the product is is safe. So it it can be it can be used uh, without without any problem. And yeah, we are finalizing the the, the efficacy studies. So what what is acne in people? What's happening physiologically that's causing it? So uh, acne is a multifactorial uh, disease. So it has. Uh, Different components the immune system is is uh, basically related to, but also uh, it really coincides with a peak of uh, hormonal level, uh, especially that's why uh, it's especially observed on the teenagers. Or we also have um, some acne associated with with pregnancy. So it's an interplay between uh, the hormones that our bodies uh, that our body produces, and in this case, it's highly related to then the increasing the production of sebum, that our skin becomes more oily. And in some circumstances, uh, this really produces then these, these lesions on the face that are also associated with overgrowth of, of certain type of bacteria and, and then creating these very yeah, unpleasant uh, skin uh, lesions. Okay. Um, are you working on other products simultaneously with this, or is this your main focus? And, and why have you no, chosen work on acne? Yeah, no, uh, definitely, we are seeing as biomedicals really a, a platform. So we are closely exploring other indications, but but now most of the focus goes to goes to acne. Uh, we believe it's uh, really a, an important market, and we believe that we could create a, a product that has a, an important uh, that could be an important uh, therapeutic solution. So so yeah. So basically, now at least in the beginning, we prefer to focus on on the on pushing this acne product. What what other products do you have in the works besides this? Yeah, uh, probably it's it's early to disclose, uh, but uh, but but yeah, definitely other products. Some of them um, also in the drug more drug drug cosmetic line, but also some other products completely in the cosmetic in the cosmetic domain. Okay, I just can't say it's just in the cosmetic domain. Exactly, yeah, it's a bit early for now now to disclose which are the other indications. Okay. Um, any, what other curiosities have you learned about skin and the microbiome? I'm sure there's a lot of science and unique facts that you guys have learned that most people don't know about, like, you know, how variable are the microbes on different people's skin? You know, what are some interesting things you've learned in the, in the actually, science? Uh, yeah, actually, actually many. So I have to say that it has been a huge learning. And of course, this, this field is developing so fast. For example, one curiosity. So the first test that we did were well, uh, we are trying to change the skin microbiome, but is that possible? We we every day have a shower, we go for whatever, doing a sports, we change clothes. Um, and actually, that was the first question. Can we really change the microbiome from this state A to B? And and actually, actually for me as a scientist, it was really uh, uh, impressive to see that, yes, we can change it. And not only we can change it, this change stays for quite a while. So all these temporal dynamics, which maybe it's counterintuitive, that is quite slow, so we can't really change this population to this other one, and this stays for a while. Um, so that was a very interesting lesson. And then the other, I think, uh, very interesting lesson, I think, and this is generic for the whole scientific community working on this field, is um, 
how much uh, this these bugs can affect our skin. So how they can, uh, for example, affect very proper, important properties, like for example, the pH of our skin, the the level of humidity. And now we are discovering that they are becoming more and more uh, connected to multiple different diseases. So. So yeah, it has been a yeah, quite an exciting journey uh, uh, in discovering I don't know uh, how we can modulate that and also how how important this could be. What kind of diseases have you found that uh, skin microbiome affects? You know, acne is one. You know, what else? I think uh, definitely acne probably is the most studied one, but definitely we have seen very strong connections, for example, in dermatitis, um, also in rosacea, and then even like multiple more. I would say. Uh, indications in the in the cosmetic area like dandruffs for example it's very interesting to search on dandruffs uh, and then of course aging i think there is a lot of connections with aging uh, if we are seeing that the microbiome affects important things like i don't know ph uh, humidity moisture of the skin so these are uh, properties that most of the aging products that are now in the market try to target, of course, with different methods, right, uh, with um, other chemical methodologies. So I think that the, the prospects are, are really exciting. Just focus on uh, deodorant and under the arms. That's a whole world in itself, right? I mean, we definitely, definitely. Skin or definitely. <laughs> I completely agree. Definitely. That's uh, And actually... I forgot to say that because actually I have seen several studies on basically, yeah, of course, uh, this other type of chemistry that is going on uh, through our skin. Um, and of course, extremely responsible uh, and bacteria definitely are very much involved in that. Huh. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking, but I bet you there's a whole set of certain microbes that live in people's hair on their head. And there might be different ones that you know, I guess under their arms is very different, and then you know, in their genital area is very different. But they're all still skin, and then their feet Definitely. are different. It's weird, you know. Definitely. For example, the bacteria that we work ourselves uh, much more abundant. For example, in these oily areas like the face, the chest, and is less present in other parts like what would be our arm. And then definitely this thing about the molecules that we could feel by by the odor. <laughs> definitely, it's very clear that the type of bacteria that live in our feet. It's not the same that lives in our hands, for example, right? Um, and yeah, definitely some of these others that we can feel on the feet. Uh, yeah, so different bacteria are responsible for them. What about, are there any parts of the body that surprise you? Like what about the eyebrows? Is that like a, a unique, maybe very small area that has its own microbiome mix? Or like, you know, there are other parts of the body that you were surprised that they have their own mix of microbiome, micro, microbes? Uh, to be honest, actually, um, uh, specifically in the eye, I, I am not aware. I have never read, but I wouldn't be surprised that there is a quite different population. For example, uh, in the eye, we have lysozyme, which is very, very strong antimicrobial. So probably if some bacteria lives nearby that area, um, they they must be uh, quite different and more resistant. Um, so, and actually, we know that actually some of the skin microbes are quite resistant to these natural, I don't know, antibacterials that we have in the eye to, to prevent uh, infection and so on. So, so yeah, definitely, I think the skin presents uh, this heterogeneity that probably it's counterintuitive as, as many other things in the skin microbiome, um, which makes it really, really interesting. It's crazy. Um, well, what was I going to ask you? Yeah, it sounds like you could have uh, 10 different companies just focusing on different aspects of the skin microbiome. 
I wish, I wish we, uh, we are always telling the investors. Actually, uh, definitely the really the our our team is really the basically if we had twice the team, we could do twice as many things and probably almost equally interesting. So really, we are. Uh, I think it's a, such a, a growing field with so many uh, interesting prospects that yeah, really I don't know, <laughs> the material resources is, is 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 the limit, not the not the imagination. How have you seen that um, products that people use on their face, cosmetics, um, soap, you know, body washes, things like that, interact with the microbiome and affect uh, your fix for it? You know, um, are people making it more difficult for you to find a cure for acne because of the stuff they put on their bodies? Well, um, I'm sure that will be interactions. Uh, we haven't characterized them yet. Um, uh, for example, um, it's very likely that if we use products that, for example, block uh, these these follicles, this could get this, that, that could cause probably some interactions. So yeah, probably the first times, so especially in the early stages that the product is being used, uh, so so probably really have to to uh, to recommend to uh, yeah, uh, especially do it in a controlled way. Uh, definitely, it's fine to, to have a shower, um, but but yeah, probably. Uh, as like with many other drugs, probably in the beginning, we need to be careful with uh, potential uh, interactions that could decrease uh, the efficacy. Yeah, and just a couple more questions, and I know we're kind of going all over the place, but I'm just curious. Um, I've read that when people have animals in their home, dogs or cats, and pet them, and you know the, the animals bring in microbes, and then when you pet them, it goes on you, and you share that with family members. And it's amazing all the things that affect uh, your microbiome. But any... Um, what about the interplay between people themselves? Do you shake people's hands or usually you put on clothes or touch doorknobs or things like that? Does, does any of that have much of an effect on the microbiome or what, what does it take to make a fundamental change in your skin microbiome? You said it can be done, but what do you think is necessary to do it? Yeah, I think uh, here at least I would like to, to make two comments. So the, the first one is that if there is something that the more we go, the more we see it's a very strong, almost general rule. So in the microbiome, normally diversity correlates with something positive. So we have seen this in, for example, comparing incidents of um, uh, auto-inflammatory diseases with, for example, living in the countryside. So people in the countryside, they have less asthma, they have less dermatitis. So definitely being exposed to more, I don't know, to, to richer microbiome. Uh, seems to be positive for our immune system. So somehow that there is this uh, stimulation, positive stimulation, and 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 reduction of this hyper hyperactivation. Um, so, so so I think that, that that's that, that's one thing. Um, and then and then the other part is that uh, how do we change the microbiome? So I think so far we have seen several successful cases of uh, changing the microbiome. For example, I think the first demonstration that actually was very inspiring for us was like the, the fecal transplant. So to, to basically uh, fight uh, these uh, Clostridium difficile infections. So here was a clear case that we could uh, basically change, uh, in, the case, in this case, the gut microbiome. Um, and, yeah, and in the case of the skin, um, actually the principle is relatively similar. So uh, basically, trying to displace uh, one population uh, by by another, um, and yeah, and it seems that uh, this can be done, uh, and, and every time uh, better, better, and better. Well, very good. So, um, how can people find out more about uh, S Biomes products and uh, talk to you? And you know, uh, I guess ask more questions and learn more. 
Yeah, definitely. So we try to attend most of the conferences, or at least a certain number of the conferences in the field. And if not, like in the website, we try to be, I don't know, to update uh, frequently. So it's uh, sbiomedic.com. So S-B-I-O-M-E-D-I-C.com. Um, and then we're also active in the social networks trying to yeah update our processes. Uh, we are in Twitter at sbiomedic. Um, so yeah, uh, and always, of course, we are happy to answer questions if somebody reaches out to us uh, to, uh, through the website. Okay, well, very good. Well, Mark, thank you for coming, and I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.